bless the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. I've asked the praise team to stay up here with us. We're going to worship our way through a word the Lord has given to me this morning. You may be seated and... Um, Sister Tracy or whoever is upstairs, just follow me. I'll tell you what I need you to do for me. But I have been so greatly moved by where we are right now and um, going through Brother Tracy's journey. And of course, everyone in this Keys family has a different perspective. Uh, Sister Lee is the closest one to him. That's his wife. and. Uh, the next has to be his daughters, the children that were born from him, Lacey and Victoria. And uh, then of course his own precious brother and sister and mom and dad. Every one of these people has a different perspective of his life. And of course the only way we knew and know him is through worship coming to the house of the Lord and, and what an amazing thing if I hadn't been a member of the boat club or if I hadn't uh, played disc golf if I hadn't gone to school with him or lived in Newark all my life I would have never known this man except for one thing he made us one people through the blood of Jesus Christ I would have never known him and he would have never known me. No way. We didn't have absolutely nothing in common except we were both born in 1958. And all these thoughts running through my mind and thinking about where we are and where we've been and where we're going. And there have been several articles uh, on Apple News. Not many of them are good, but one that that kind of stuck out to me, and one of my family members probably shared it with me, was how people overcome difficult times by thinking future-oriented. Like, it won't always be like this. We're going forward. And um, the Bible is full of future orientation, but ironically, I didn't go forward. I went backward. I was reading the book of Isaiah, and I got interested in Assyria and I'd hear reference to it, and then I went and found me a documentary about this Assyrian Empire, and I discovered something. <clears throat> Before I do that, we have been so blessed. Uh, Sister Kathy Holmes's mother uh, collected some beautiful clothes, and um, she's gone on to her heavenly reward, and so she left her clothes with her. And Sister Kathy's blessing the ladies of our church. If you want to slip outside after service and shop, you're welcome to. And she said, there's more to come. Wow, it's like Christmas in January. So let's thank the Lord for that. God is a provider. And our church doesn't throw anything away. We just share. And thank God for that. But um, I got to looking, and I was overwhelmed at the cruelty I just was so overwhelmed that tears would come to my eyes. I could not imagine living in an hour when the most you could hope for is that help would come from some army somewhere else. In fact, the, the story of Lachish, which is one of the Judean cities in Israel, we probably drove past it and I didn't even know it. 
a mound. It was built on a mound. And in this particular documentary, they, it was Sennacherib that was coming. And it talked about how they surrounded. And they said there were so many soldiers and chariots that first you could see the dust. Then you could feel the earth shake underneath the chariot wheels and the horses and the feet of the footmen. And all those people could do was shut the gates and hide behind their adobe walls. They had an army, but the Israelites were not known for their military prowess. Assyria was the mightiest army on the face of the earth, at least in the Western Hemisphere. And they were coming to wipe Israel out. In fact, just, just so you know, I looked up and there were six Assyrian kings that attacked, afflicted, and captured Israelites over 300 years. They went after them. 300, from 900 to 600, they attacked. The first one was Tiglath-Pileser III, and these are all historical peoples. And he was mentioned in the Bible in 2 Kings, Chronicles, and he mentioned in his Stella the things he wrote. He mentioned Menahem and Pekah and Hoshea and Uzziah and Azariah and Ahaz. He recorded their names from his perspective. You know, everybody's got their own view. The number two was Shalmaneser the fifth. He's listed in Second Kings 17 and 18. He conquered the northern kingdom of Israel in 722 and 21 BC. That's 722 years before Jesus Christ. This violent man raided all the northern part of Israel and carried away 10 out of 12 tribes. They have been lost ever since. Nobody knows where they went. They vanished from the face of the earth. That's number two. So there was a holdout, the, the little holdouts of Judah who had Israel, uh, Jer Jerusalem as their capital. Well, Sargon II is mentioned in Isaiah, and he went to Ashdod in 712 BC. That was 10 years later. And then we have Sennacherib, the fourth one, who is mentioned in Kings and Chronicles and Isaiah. And this one said, I'm coming, I've already taken Lachish, and I'm coming for you. I took your brothers, I'm coming after you. And Hezekiah went to Isaiah and said, God have mercy. The Assyrian army, the strongest power on the face of the earth, they're coming after us. Put up Isaiah 37, 6 and 7. Isaiah 37, 6 and 7. Isaiah said to them, because Hezekiah sent some emissaries to the prophet, and he said, Go tell your master, thus saith the Lord, not thus saith me. But you go tell your master, be not afraid of the words that you've heard, wherewith the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed 
me. You know, I'm going to put a little insert in here right now. Nebuchadnezzar was a Babylonian king that came after these guys. He's the, ones that, the, the one that destroyed Jerusalem. But before he did, or after he did, he had a, a meeting with God. Did you know that? Nebuchadnezzar, I don't read anywhere in the Bible where a king was so greatly affected. It affected him so great after he became insane for seven years and God gave him back his mind and he wrote an entire chapter and said, there is no God but the God of Daniel. He is the God of heaven and earth. I can't tell you because I don't want to paint such a gruesome picture of what these kings did and how they behaved and how they treated people. You want to talk about human rights? There were none. As I watched and heard this documentary, the recording of what these kings did and what they said they did, how they created a tree of heads, and how when they went to a, a city, they didn't save anybody. They decided everybody has to go. From the babies, there was no mercy. There were the, I have never seen such violence in my lifetime. There would be an outcry. Right now, there's a court of world governance that brings war criminals to the court and sentences them. And there's no such thing in this day when Israel was struggling against violent enemies. I can't imagine. I tried to, and I just, my mind was so overwhelmed with the devastation and destruction and to feel it in my feet and to hear it in my ears, to see it with my eyes. I imagine I could cough and breathe the dust in of the steady march of those certain destructive elements in my life. And they weren't worried about depression and fear and torment, although I will say to you that there is a record of one of these kings who did all that being depressed and crying out and losing his mind. I'd say he probably lost his mind because of all the horrible, heinous things he did to human beings. I don't know. But Sennacherib said, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just going to send my people. I'm going to send my Rabshakeh. He's the head. He's going to talk. And he said, you go tell him there's no God that has stood before me and there is no God that can stand before me and if you think you are not even a people you're just a holdout I will take you down and when I'm done with you he said all these things and the Lord said don't be afraid the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me I'm what's standing between you and them. Not your army, not your horses, not the mercenaries you've hired. You have no defense against them but me. And I have taken offense. God let Nebuchadnezzar behave abominably. And he didn't touch him until Nebuchadnezzar said, look what I have done. Fast forward to the New Testament when Herod the Great stood in front of a bunch of people and gave a speech he had already murdered children two years and younger looking for Jesus. God didn't do a thing about that. But the day Herod got up 
And the people began to chant, it is the voice of a God. It is the voice of a God. It is the voice of a God. And Herod stood there and was like, yeah, I am kind of godlike. The Bible said that instant, the angel of the Lord smote him with worms, and he died an excruciating death. Nebuchadnezzar, Herod, and in between, Sennacherib. Not to mention Pharaoh. But this is after they'd already been settled. And he said, you go tell him. I heard what you said. Next verse. I'm going to send a blast on him. This is not the captain of the Judean army. He said, I'm going to send a blast. He's going to hear a rumor and return to his own land. I'll cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Later on in that chapter, it says, and so that night, the angel of the Lord went through the Assyrian camp. And the next morning, out of all the chariots and the horsemen, the footmen, the cavalry, 185,000 men died in the night without firing a shot, pulling a bowstring, nothing. The rest of them got up and they looked around and all they could see was dead bodies. And then Sennacherib heard that somebody was coming after him on another front, a much bigger army, and he took off. But he sent back this word, don't think that you got by. Put those scriptures up again, Kelsey. Don't think you got by because I'm coming back. You put me down once and you escaped. Go to the next verse. Next. After they had this amazing wipeout in Lachish, here they had this amazing warfare where people died and suffered and horrible. Go to the next verse. He returned. And he heard that there was another war breaking out. And so he had to go home. And when he heard it, he sent this to Hezekiah, say, go ahead. Let not your God, in whom you trusted, deceive you, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Next verse. You've heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them. Shall you be delivered? He wanted to make sure you know, I'm going to grind your face in it. I'm coming back. Coming back for you. Next verse. Didn't you hear who I destroyed? Keep going. Where are their kings? Where is so-and-so? What's been happening? He calls out names that Hezekiah knew so that he could demoralize him and drag him down. Keep going. Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it, and then he took that letter and he went to the house of God. And he spread it before the Lord. Next verse. And he prayed. Next verse. Lord of hosts, God of Israel that dwells between the cherubims. You are God. 
even you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. Next verse. Incline your ear, hear, open your eyes, and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent to reproach the living God. See, the day that Sennacherib said this, he went past Hezekiah. He went past kings. He said, I'm bigger than all of you. I am God. And he said, you can't stand in front of me. And he reproached God like Herod did and like Nebuchadnezzar did. I know of at least those two kings. Next. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have done it. And if you want to know how they did it, it's recorded history. It is horrible and it's unbelievable. It's, it's mind-boggling. They've done the nations and the countries go. They cast their gods into the fire. They were no gods. They were the work of men's hands and wooden stone. And that's how come they've come down because they couldn't stand against a chariot and a horse and a sword. Go to the next verse. Now, Lord, O oh Lord our God, save us from his hand that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord, even you only. Next verse. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, saying, this is what God says to you, Hezekiah, because you brought your letter, your threat to church, and you prayed to me against what was coming against you. Next verse, because you honored me. This is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning what's coming against you. Four of six kings, 300 years of oppression and affliction and suffering. The virgin daughter of Zion has despised you and laughed you to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head at thee. He's not talking about Hezekiah now. He's talking about what this looks like, not from Hezekiah's view, not from the four kings of Assyria. He said, I'm going to tell you what I think about what's happening to you right now. You look like a scattered group of people, but to me, you are Zion. And I said, I'll live in the midst of you. And let me tell you what I say standing in front of this group of ragtag people. These ragtag people laugh you to scorn. This group of people that's hanging on by a thread, they laugh at you. And they mock you. And they shake their head at you. Next verse. Who did you reproach and blaspheme when you said, they're all going to die? I'm going to kill them all. I'll crush them with sickness. I'll crush them with disease. I'll crush them with famine. I'll crush them with affliction. I'll crush them with depression. I'll crush them with torment. For every one of these Assyrian kings, we're not fighting against the evil empire with chariots and horses. But there are spirits coming against you and me and your house and mine. And I came to tell you this morning that the same God that laughed when the Assyrian king threatened Jerusalem and its people, when Hezekiah brought that word into the presence of God. God said, no chariot can stop me. No horse can stop me. No famine can 
said, who did you think you've been cursing? Who did you think you've been boasting about? You who said you're going to conquer this COVID. You who said if we'll give them more vaccines, more masks. This is my army. I am God. And if I say a thing's going to happen, it's going to happen. Medicine can't stop it. Signs and wonders can't stop it. We are in the presence of the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is God. Next. By your servants, by your governors, by your magistrates, your judges, you've stood up and mocked judgment and mercy. And you said, by your servants, you reproached God and said, by the multitude of my chariots, I got armor, I got munitions, I've got nuclear power. I'll bomb you. I'll break you in two. I'll crush you under my feet. He said, you made all these boasts about what you're going to do. Next verse. Next. You said, I've digged and drunk water. And with the sole of my foot, I'm a mighty conqueror. This is the boasting about what we're going to do and what we can do and what we shall do. And God has taken notice of it. Let me hear you. Every time you've lain awake at night and wondered how you were going to get through what you were going to do, I'm going to tell you what he did to six Assyrian kings, six of them that he let run rampant for 300 years to perfect a people and bring them out so that they knew it's not by chariots we are saved it's not by horses we are saved it's not by spears and arrows and shields but by the mighty God Jehovah Jireh my provider whom we know is Jesus next first he said I did this he said, didn't you know I decreed you were going to do everything you did? Did you think you did it by yourself, Sennacherib? You and all of your ancestors and your descendants to come, you only did what I let you do. I brought it to pass that you would be allowed to do this. I want you to hear me say God has not... And nothing has happened to us who are following him that he has not permitted. Everybody say amen. amen. He has a reason for what he's doing. He's God. And he still loves us and lets us feel his presence. And we're still going through it. He is God. This is a whole lot different than having your head cut off and your tongue sliced. And your children defiled and raped and destroyed and beaten to death in front of your very eyes. Our God is not like that. But he does put us through testing. And he said, you've done all this and I let you do it. Next verse. Their inhabitants were small power. They were dismayed and confounded. They were like grass of the field and the green herb. He said they were weak before you. They didn't have any strength. I let them be weak before you. He's talking about all the other nations go. Hallelujah. But I know where you live. God knows how corona started. He knows how cancer started. He knows how your financial. He said... You're not just fighting. You think you're just fighting. You're over there huddled up and worried about what's going to happen. You got a king of Assyria coming after you. 
The kings of Assyria were the power of the day. And the Bible said in the New Testament, we have a prince and power of the air. And pastor's been talking about spiritual warfare. And as long as we believe it's just not, it's not a deal. It's not a thing. I'm telling you, there are at least six spirits coming against us in this hour of evil empire. The more people reject God, the more they open the door for hell to pour itself out. I'm not being hokey spokey. I'm just telling you that the things coming against us are not just ordinary, but we have an extraordinary God. Amen. Amen. He said, I know where you live. Hezekiah doesn't know it, but I do. He said, I know when you go out and when you come in, and I've heard you shoot your mouth off about what you're going to do to my people. I've heard you talk about how you're going to break their worship. I heard you talk about how you're going to crush them to the ground. You don't know because we can't hear the conversations the devil has been raising against us, looking for a way like Balaam did the children of Israel to curse us. But I'm going to tell you, God sees something else. And it's not going to end in death and suffering and desolation. We are going to be victorious. Next verse. He said, because of your rage against me and because of the way you operate and your violence, I heard you. I'm going to put a hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips and I'm going to turn you back the way you came. And history records that's exactly what Sennacherib did. He went back the way he came. And while he was worshiping in the house of his God, his two sons, who were supposed to be the heirs to his throne, crept in behind him and stabbed him and murdered him to death. Now put up my little slide screens, my little PowerPoint. Can you see what that is? I went there. Those are the pillars that sat in the Assyrian king's palace. They are so huge that I don't know if you can even come up to a leg. It's the face of a man and the wings of an eagle and the body of a lion. And it was a magical sculptor. They believed that if they put things like that, it would protect them from evil spirits. And so they built this amazing sculpture. Do you know where that is? That's in Britain. Do you know where the palace is? God. God said, I'm going I'm to blow Assyria away. There were two more kings after Sennacherib. Two more. I don't remember their names. I had to concentrate to get this. Esarhaddon after Sennacherib. And then Ashurbanipal. Six kings. Years of suffering. That's all that remains. That. Go to the next one. That's what it looks like. It's so huge. Did you hear me say, I don't even know if you come up to the leg. I saw that. I went to the British Museum and I saw that. The boasting of a proud king. I looked at that. I read here what he said to the people of God. I read what God said back and then I went there. Next slide. And I don't know if you can see her. 
But there's a little lady sitting in this audience right now who's 85 years old. Stand up, JJ. Sennacherib said, let me tell you what I'm going to do. And God looked into the future and said, let me tell you what I am going to do. There's going to be a branch come out of Jesse. I'm going to take my people through hell on earth. And enough of their DNA is going to remain. I'm going to come in the form of a child and grow up. I'm going to show them how to walk like a man and live like a lamb and die like a lion. And then I'm going to pour my spirit out. And Sennacherib, the day you opened your mouth, I saw Joanne Gerald Shostrand, October the 14th in 2014, standing in front of your mighty pillar. You are dead and gone in dust, but she is baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost. Who is the overcomer? The man who said, I will fight with God himself. Sent a woman to stand at the base of what he worshipped. And we conquered Satan under our feet through the God of peace. Yes, I don't know if you understand what that meant. I heard the chariots in my ears. And I felt the fear the Israelites must have felt. And then I heard God step back and look into time. He looked in the past and he looked in the future. And now he sees us today fighting against six things that have come against us. Just like the Assyrian Empire came against them. And I'm here to tell you the same God that broke every one of them. Is going to break your fear. Is going to break your doubt. Is going to break your anguish. It's not your battle. It's the Lord's. Would you lift your hands right now? There is a spirit of victory in this house. Hallelujah. Put up the next slide. Do you see? You know what that is? Standing there with his mouth wide open. You know who's standing at the base of it? That same little woman that's lived to hear the end of Sennacherib. That's lived to hear the end of six kings that terrorized the earth. And there's my son and my daughter and my grandchildren. And there you are with your physical ailments. And with your loss and your grief. And I hear the voice of the same Assyrian rolling out the chariot wheels and threatening you again. I'm telling you, put up Isaiah 12 and 2. I have an answer for that this morning. I was overwhelmed. I said, God, we've got so much coming against us and people are afraid. Isaiah lived in the time of Sennacherib. And he looked at him under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and said, you tell him the people of God laugh at you. You are a huge army and you can desolate and decimate us. But God said, no, you'll come here and you'll come no further. I'm telling you, Isaiah said, I've seen it. Behold, God is my salvation. It's not the medicine and it's not the mask. 
I've taken all the vaccines and the booster and I'm going to wear a mask around my son-in-law because I love him and I don't I want to do righteousness but I'm going to tell you that scripture said God is David post salvation not the injections and not the surgery it is God would you just lift your hands with me right now now I'm going to have to tell you something else and then we're going to sing it hallelujah I looked up the word salvation and you know what it is in the Hebrew it is Yeshua and you know what Yeshua is in the Greek Jesus God is my Jesus Jesus is my salvation neither is there salvation in the other for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved what Assyrians coming after you these kings tried to bargain with him many of them stripped the gold of their houses they fell and caved in to the fear and they robbed the treasuries to pay the debt hoping if they did enough they could keep it away they couldn't I will trust and not be afraid I want you to close your eyes and raise your hands and repeat after me I will trust and not be afraid say it again I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength say it and my song he also has become my salvation and then right after he says that then he says verse 3 because you believe verse 2 therefore with joy shall you draw water ha how can you drink when you're afraid how can you drink when you're terrified Be 